I'm back in Australia, Dennis, after a quite a long trip overseas. Yeah, you've um, been away a couple of weeks. We, I mean, is, part of the reason we bulk recorded when we were together in Germany is because we were in together in physical space, but also because you were going to be traveling a bunch. That's right. And, uh, well, I'm actually still, I guess technically speaking, I'm still not home. I'm not in sunny Queensland. I'm actually in Victoria. And as much as it pains me to say it, it is not nice to be in Victoria at the moment because I don't know what's going on. I don't know why. Dennis, it's like 13 degrees today. In- Which is, it's summer there. In, well, it's late, it's yeah. late spring, exactly. What am I paying my taxes for? Yeah, that's true. It literally, the whole conceit of moving to Australia, back home to Australia, was to be there for the weather. And if they're not going to provide on that, I think you got to start, you know, like cutting them do you off. Think I've got a, do you think I've got a case? I could take it. I could take this all the way to the top. Although I could take this all the way to the, the the High Court of Australia, saying, "Listen, you're putting these tourist ads up with kangaroos hopping along sunlit beaches. I get back and it's cold and rainy and horrible in November." There is lots of kangaroos, though, to be fair. Like you said, one time you went with your ho- to the hospital with your mom and she was going to work. She parked and there was just a bunch of them in the car park. Yes. Well, throwing, yeah. They're, throwing they're, dice or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they do hang out in the car park of my mum's old work. That is true. <laughs> yes. There are a lot of kangaroos. Anyway, um, so looking forward to being back in Queensland next week. Uh-huh. But the reason I'm back down in Victoria is my brother is getting married uh, this week, which means that next week's podcast- big deal. Well, next week's podcast, Dennis, will either be about Oliver's wedding, if all goes well, mm-hmm. or it will not be about Oliver's wedding, in which case, you know some shit went down. Well, it could be. It, it can go really seamlessly and therefore be boring for content, or it can go so terribly that you're not comfortable talking about it. But there's a lot of middle ground there. <laughs> but even if it goes really seamlessly, like, that's not good content. It's just like, how was the wedding? Yeah, it was nice. They got married. <laughs> giving Surprise. You, well, you're, giving, you're giving a speech, Riley. At my wedding, we included your full speech in the podcast. We're going to do the same here. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get get the get the same gags in. You know what I mean? You can recycle some for sure. Oh, I'm, I'm recycling. Just the, uh, you just mean the tone is different? Is that what you I'm mean? recycling? So my favorite wedding gag joke, which I came up with all by myself and didn't, definitely didn't steal off someone else, was uh-huh, uh-huh. having two copies of the speech, putting going up to start the speech with one of them in your hand and the other one in your left breast pocket, right? And what you do is you get up, you start talking, you start delivering, and then you just sort of falter and. You just like no, you've got to think about this it's kind of it's not right. shake it doesn't of the head. Feel right. It's not right. It doesn't feel right, right? And you say no, 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 and you tear the speech up in front of everyone, right? And I was like, what's going on here? You go, look, no, look, I, I just want to, I just want to speak from the heart. And you pat above your heart as this happens, and then you put your hand inside the jacket, pull out the second speech which has been resting above your heart, and then mm-hmm. continue exactly where from where you left off. Great, great gag. Pause Gets a laughter every time. Very difficult to stuff up, although you were telling me, Dennis, that a mate of yours managed to- Yeah, so um, um, Andy will kill me if I don't give credit for it. Riley did get this joke from a friend of mine, Andy, at the wedding. I don't but, remember that. I, I I'm sure you don't. No, can't confirm that. No, no. But anyway, um, uh, another wedding I went to, um, where a couple of people from my wedding there. My wedding, my wedding was very small, being in the middle of the pandemic and all that, so it was only a handful, like genuinely, I think two or three, were at this wedding as well. And one of the grooms was at my table, a friend of ours, Connell, who you met when we went to Vegas, Riley. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, you keep forgetting I didn't go to Vegas. I don't know what you keep saying as though I went to your ba- your bachelor party in I Vegas. I said that and then I was like, right, I didn't go to a bachelor party in Vegas. You just keep what? saying that I was there. I wasn't there. <laughs> I, I didn't go. I know you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I feel like you were there. I was there in spirit, I guess. Anyway, go on. I guess to be, I guess, well, to be fair, the wedding was a much more exclusive event, all things considered. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, 
Conan was a groomsman, and I was like, dude, you got to do this gag. Because he actually, he actually had two copies of his speech because Jeff had printed them off for him, and he just he was like, oh, I printed two just in case. Here you go. And he like annotated one or whatever with you know some last minute changes and stuff. And he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And like I said, he puts one in his hip pocket and one in his breast pocket. He goes up, pulls out his speech. He's like, no, you know what? This doesn't feel right. Tears the speech up, throws it on the ground, pats his pocket, goes to get the other one, and it's not in there. <laughs> And it's so, it's so at, that point, <laughs> at that point, he's just—he's part committed. He's got—he's got to make it up. He's got to speak from the heart. Well, he t- so he some frantic padding later. He basically, he's basically he ripped up the left breast one instead of the hip one. So he found yeah. it. it was fine. <laughs> but he came back to the table. And he was like, Dennis, there was a while when I was looking at those scraps of paper on the ground, going, "It's not that ripped up. I can probably pick up. this up and <laughs> hold it together." <laughs> well, the thing is, if you're padding your hip pocket at that point, you go, "I got to speak from the heart." And then when you realize it's not there, you go, "Yeah." I'm just going to shoot from the hip. Oh, hip. Yeah, that's nice. That's not bad, too. (laughs) At least it wasn't in his back pocket because uh, I'm just going to have to talk out my ass. Pull this out of my ass. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, maybe I'm going to three speeches, Dennis. Anyway, I'll report back on that one next week. What have you got planned? You got a tight five minutes of your finest stand-up ready to go for your brother's wedding or what? Oh, well, look, I mean, who can say, really? Um you know, definitely. Oh, it's written. I mean, I don't want you to think it. I, I, I certainly don't want anyone to think that I, I mean, the wedding's in two days. It's not as if I have. As we record this on Thursday and the wedding's on Saturday. Yes, it's written, written, right? It's, well, <laughs> of, of course it's written. But uh, obviously, Dennis, you know, I can't, I couldn't. It and we were talking earlier and you and you got a phone call from your brother. This is true. Share and I heard me. him say to you, yeah, yeah, um, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I'll, I'll get right on it. I'm just recording with Dennis. Yeah, I'll, call, I'll call you later. And that wasn't anything to do with the speech of the wedding? No, that was something different. Um, he wanted me to help him with his uh, shoes um, because they are too brown, and he was wondering if the yeah, so um, he called his color his colorblind brother for advice. Well, he's colorblind <laughs> as well, so he called. Oh, like, I see. Just wanted the to get a second, the second, gotcha. a second opinion on the brownness of his shoes. Now, listen, look, it doesn't matter. We've got a lot to you know. Busy week, obviously, lots to cover. Um, it's going to be magical, the wedding. Can't uh-huh. wait. It's going uh-huh. to be really good. Um, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I am. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to uh, the extreme discomfort that Oliver and his bride are going to feel when they also have to deliver speeches. Just the regular, like, thank you for thank coming yous, speeches. Yeah. yeah they, they do not like being the center of attention. Um, I, I, now, I've never met Oliver, but he struck me as a person who likes being the center of attention what you told me about him. Uh, oh, when he's around in, in a small group of people, he's one of the funniest men I've ever met. Like, in a small group of people, very at ease, very comfortable, that sort of thing. I mean, there's going to be like 70, 80 people at his wedding. And That's I just, a small wedding, honestly. Relatively speaking, but it's still a big crowd. Absolutely, yes. It's, it, you know, it, it is big for a dinner, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, he's just I just don't think he's looking forward to, um, to being the center of that much attention. Now, um, actually, this is a, this is a good question. Is 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 Oliver cut from the same cloth as you? Are you eating fried chicken at this wedding? Uh, no, I think it's just. A, will you will your bush be amused? I don't know if my bush is going to be amused. We have I have talked to him about like what the options are, and he knows how how both Megan and I eat. So I think there's I think it I think it'll be okay. I'll report. You don't know back, what's on the menu? No, I don't know what's on the menu. No, 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 no. no. Should I? Is do you have any? I should, do you have any? Should fall, fall up? I think it'll be fine. Do you have any other wedding duties? Do you have any rings to bear or 
No, oh, well, I'm the I'm the MC, but they are keeping the C's very very short. Um, but you, you that M is all up to you. You you can you can get it. My name is Riley, and I'm here to say I love my brother in a major way. You can go all the way with it, dude. Um, no, just just so you know, I, I love my brother very much, right? But uh-huh. like, I don't think he will be surprised or offended if I describe him as a a very practical man and uh, not a very romantic one. And uh, to wit. When talking about the wedding, Dennis, and describing uh-huh. how the day was going to go and talking about the different aspects, because obviously, you know, you've got the ceremony, you've got the reception, you've got the photos, you've got the, and then the dinner and the dancing, all that sort of stuff. Dennis, he described the ceremony and um, the, you know, cake cutting and the speeches and all the romantic aspects of the wedding you would traditionally associate right, with marriage. Right, the sentimental right? photo ops of the wedding, right. He described that as the... Dennis, he described that as the... Admin. <laughs> That's the paperwork part. That's the box ticking exercise, right? When we were talking about, he's like, "Yeah, look, we're hoping to get all the admin out of the way really quickly." I'm like, "Oh, you mean like the signing, right?" He's like, "No, no, like the that is actual and- admin, right?" Yeah, yeah. We, no, no, he, witnesses to come up and all that stuff. Yeah, and he goes, "No, no, no, this uh, the, the ceremony and all that." I'm like, "Admin, okay, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess the, I guess the ceremony when you commit your undying love to this woman, I guess that is how does, how does admin." How- so you mentioned that Oliver is a particularly romantic man, and what you've just told me certainly seems to indicate that. Um, mm. How is his bride to oh, be pe- in terms upon. of that kind of thing? Peas in a pod. Yeah, they okay, are cool. so well suited to each other. They are so like they're just they're cut from exactly the same cloth in that regard. So in that case, why not just elope? Um, I don't know. I think they felt like I feel they- like I'm grilling Oliver through yeah, you. I, <laughs> I'm not sure. I think I think they still want the day, right? They still want the yeah, celebration. Okay. And I think they realise it's important to, you know, our parents and other loved ones and family and friends and that sort of stuff. Um, and I don't think oh, they're not going to mind, you know, tucking into a nice meal, getting getting on the sauce. Like that's that's going to be the, the party side of it. They're going to enjoy, I'm sure. I just don't think they enjoy the public, um, you know, the, the the public aspect of their of the emotional outpouring you, and all that sort of thing. So have you been paired off with the bridesmaid to walk down the aisle with? No idea. Rehearsals are tomorrow, so I'll be able to report back with all that sort of stuff next week. That's all next week content. Have you been paired off with a bridesmaid to join for the first dance with? That happens sometimes. Well, too. I'm not dancing, so it doesn't matter. What is that? Is that because something you've been told, or is that a line you're putting up? No, that's a line. That's a hard line in the sand. I'm not going to dance at my wedding. Have you met? Um, have you met a friend of mine called Carl? Right? Well, maybe I don't know. You would have met him at the bachelor party in Vegas. <laughs> you did. Carl also didn't go to that point. So, um, <laughs> okay. Carl is, um, I hope you won't mind me saying this. Carl is a very, he's a super nice dude. I um, I think he used to be a little crazier when he was in, in college and stuff. But he's very adult, very mature, kind of, kind of like a, just an easy presence to be around. Very easy but to be around, very of nice this guy, is, very chill. All, all of the stuff that you're saying now is coming before the, like, the whammy you're about to give him. So let's get to that. Well, it's because you talked about the dancing and how you refuse to dance. Carl, and also yeah. he doesn't drink really. Uh, he doesn't drink any either. But you get a you get a wedding band out, and in our group chat, his name is Crazy Legs Carl because he just goes absolutely ham. Dude. Oh, he loves it. It's tears it up, tears up the floor. Big kicks, like like you know, like the sort of like the rush, the ru- the Russian style dancing where you're yeah. like squatting and fl- yeah. he is all out. Yeah, well. it was. I went to a wedding. It was right after I hurt my leg, so I was on a crutch for that wedding, and I was like, man, Carl is making me miss having two functional legs more than anything else. This is amazing. <laughs> To watch. He, was, he was dancing for the two of you by the sound of things. 
I hope now it's obviously far too late now mm. but you mentioned that Oliver doesn't like this ever attention and that the bride to be is the same I wish you'd organized a flash mob or something like for the middle of a wedding oh yeah that would have been just yeah just oh mate just make make, make like do something so he'd just like never talk to me ever again oh that would have been so funny oh, that would have been no, great ruin, would, ruin your relationship with your with your brother for, uh, irre- irreparably that would be yeah. hilarious just on, like on the most important day of him and his, his, his bride to be oh dude no uh, he like I'm pretty sure I'm, what I'm most excited about is in a couple of days we can stop saying bride to be and start saying wife I also don't know this woman's name so that's why I've been using it Oh well, his, her name's Katie. Okay, that's a very uh, okay. okay um, I, I can remember so, that. Soon to be Katie Knight. I don't know what her middle middle initial is, but I certainly hope it's not you know uh, Catherine. Well, her first name's Catherine, so it couldn't be that. <laughs> Catherine, Catherine Knight. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a choice. Maybe it's Catherine with a C. In which case, you know, it's Catherine with a K, Catherine with a C, and then and then Knight with a K. So that then it all checks out. Yeah, her parents anyway. couldn't agree whether they want to spell it with a K or a C. So they went with both. That's a controversial choice. <laughs> A double barrel first name. You know how you get like, you know, Anne-Marie. Oh, my name's Catherine Catherine. Sorry. Catherine Catherine. You, I like that. I, no, did I start up? Well, it sounded like you did. Um, I didn't actually. Uh, wedding chat wasn't on the agenda, Dennis. No, we spun it up now. So we're, we're yeah. looking future forward. You just had a very interesting trip back to Heidelberg 2.0. And I assume I that did. was what you wanted to talk about. I want to talk about that because for those of you who don't know, I um, last week I was um, in Heidelberg in Germany for the for Red Bull Wallalo Legacy. Wallalo. Yep. So Wallalo being the a bit of a meme within the Age of Empires community because that's the name that the, a, a priest in Age of Empires 1 makes when it converts a unit. Anyway, that's not the that's not important. Huge tournament. Um, last year, it was massive, Age of Empires 2. Um, in a castle, the reason we went to Heidelberg is because there was a castle that Red Bull hired for the event. And this year, it was even bigger across two weekends. We played three different games. <laughs> across one, two, two castles? Four. Uh, kind of, actually. The castle itself is a real a real mish- mishmash. Basically, there was an old castle, and they built new bits of castle on the old castle. Um, so we were in like a very nice and well-appointed dining, almost like a ballroom, like a huge dining hall for half okay. of it. But then, like the other part of the studio was in a 13th-century keep, essentially. Um, but it was incredible. The event obviously was absolutely amazing. Uh, Age of Empires, as I say, one, two, and four. Age of Empires three didn't get a look in, Dennis. Well, nobody likes that one, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, no, certainly not enough people to. Uh, warrant a, a slot at this uh, as at someone I, I, look, look look Riley is in the pocket of big Microsoft here and big Red Bull so he, I, as far as I know nobody likes Age of Empires 3 there, there is a very diehard um, fan base well let's just look at the currently online numbers on Steam perhaps yeah, is that a yeah, good indicator yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I mean you can you can you can the same thing for Asian mythology right it had a real diehard rusted on fan base oh that, yeah can, yeah like that did you see that they're Present re-releasing it they, I did see it's weird because Asian mythology already got a remaster not that long ago um did it Age of Mythology oh, no. edition, yeah. It, it, yeah, it got like the gold yeah yeah well that, that's the same with Age of Empires 1 and 2 they both got gold editions and then definitive editions so okay so what's the jump between gold and definitive then um, they so gold I think was just bad like just very very bad and then the definitive <laughs> okay. was they remastered a whole lot of stuff I think it was like even I, I don't fully know but I, I know that they upgraded the game significantly and that is that is the edition that everyone plays now but the event itself was spectacular it was incredible um, got to dress up again didn't get the cloak I saw that like Meg, last time. Megan got to dress up as a villager as well that was very cool yeah Megan got to uh, got to dress up we took a, a had a romantic photo shoot at the top of the castle uh, one day was which, was, uh, which was very nice 
Um, but it was great. I mean, I, yeah, and I got to do a bunch of history stuff, which was really fun. It was funny. We went to like all the we we went to all the forbidden parts of the castle. We got a master key to the castle, right? Um, the, what the, year is it? What are you talking about? Did you find a, 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 a I don't know a, a legendary sword down there. What are you talking about? Oh, look, I was looking. I was looking. It's been picked over. Obviously, there's already been adventures that have gone through. No, but so the castle is obviously all like there are bits that tourists can go to, and then there were bits where we could film in, and then we just had a key right. that would unlock actual every door. Sorry, no. There was one gate it didn't unlock, and we had to pull out Dennis a key that was probably about three inches long. It looked like something off of like a Game of Thrones dungeoneer key <laughs> ring, right? <laughs> Big iron gate we had to get through. So I went and recorded history bits in front of like collapsed guard towers and stuff, right? It was Very incredible. Cool. It was incredible. It was so good. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, for the first time in I don't know how many years, live studio audience. I was in front of a live audience. Oh, wow. These gigs. It was, oh, dude, the energy. The energy was electric. It was so much fun. Um, and... I don't really have another, like, there, there wasn't a- um, There's no flamethrower moment? <laughs> there wasn't, yeah, there's the thing. It was, I don't want to complain about the event because obviously it was fantastic, but we, I didn't get to wear a cloak, which I did last year. Um, they didn't put me on a horse and I didn't get to shoot a flamethrower. You know the traditional medieval weapon, the flamethrower? The flamethrower. They also, they, they did get some absolute jabroni loser to hand over the trophy for, I think it was for the AOE4 tournament as well. I didn't like that. You're just, just having a go at me there, so that's fine. Thank you for yes, that, Dennis. Yes. <laughs> I think I did an okay job with that. I think you did a great job. Yeah. We didn't rehearse any of that. Well, I mean, did you know it was going to be you that did it? Yeah, but they were just like, all right, so just go up, stand there, do the interview, hand in the trophy. I'm like, all right, okay, I guess. Because like, if you go back and watch the footage of me handing the trophy, there's one point that I realized. So Tato won the, uh, the Age of Empires 2 one, right? And there's one point I'm interviewing you, you know, oh, Tat, can I tell you this? I mean, congratulations to Tato. Very, very well-deserved victory for him. Bloody hell, he annoyed me. Do you know what? So he wins, He wins, right? He sat there. He can't believe it. He's sitting in front of his computer, right? Yep, and you yep. can tell, he, he can, like, he's got, like, watery eyes. You can see how much it means to him, right? And I'm like, Wonderful. this is Excellent gonna, coverage moment, yep, great. This is going to be the interview of a lifetime. I'm going to bring him down. I'm going to ask him his question. I'm going to hit him where it hurts, and I'm going to get those tears to come out to, to just to show everyone just how much this means. It's going to be a big thing, right? Do you know what the bastard did? Pulled himself together completely. Gave an absolute <laughs> textbook professional interview. Beautiful. At the end of it, I was like, is there anyone you want to thank? Listed them all off. That like hoisted the trophy. Big smile on his face. What a professional. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> you wanted the waterworks out. I, I wanted to break him on the wheel and have him cry in front of everything just so everyone could see what a huge big moment it was like that. But no, he was very, very professional and he handled himself I'm sure pretty well you, too. I'm sure if you busted, down, I busted out that master key and went down a couple of flights of stairs, you could have found a wheel to break him on. I'm could sure have found a literal wheel castle. to break him on, yeah. No, yeah. No, I, I, no nothing against Tato, obviously. It was, um, it was, he did an incredible job, as did Marine Law, the other winner. Um, but there was a point during the interview with, with, um, with Tato I realized I'm about to hand this bloke a trophy, quite a hefty one, that he is going to need to hoist with two hands. And in one of his uh-huh. hands was a microphone. And I was like, hmm. You've been presented with a dexterity challenge that could lead to a very uh, a very different kind of clippable Twitch moment if you don't play these cards right. <laughs> the thing is, we're live in front of 30,000 people. I can't say to him, sorry, Tato, can you just give me that microphone real quick? And also, I had to basically indicate with my hands for him to give it to me, but not make it look awkward. Mm-hmm. But then when I was like, oh, ta, 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 step forward and, and I sort of indicated for him to give him a microphone. He got it, thankfully, right? Gave me the microphone. Now I'm holding two microphones. Dennis, I hey, have to pick trophy. up the trophy to give it to him. <laughs> so there's this moment where I'm like, well, I'm just going to have to put it down. So I, I turn around, put it on the chest that was behind me, right? Uh-huh. 
turned around, gave him the thing. It was okay. Second time I did that with Marine Lord, did it too fast, fell off the chest, made a huge thump. What? The trophy did? No, no, no. The microphone. Oh, that that's... I mean, there is there is one time when, during a League of Legends tournament, I think it was at Worlds, they handed them the trophy and it instantly just snapped in half. <laughs> like, oh, great. Yeah, they no, picked really it up good. on the top half and the bottom just fell out of it. And they're like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> well, well, we'll glue that one back together for you. Um, oh. I wish I had. I wish I had a a, a, a story. A flamethrower from, moment. Yeah, I wish I had a, a huge big story, but uh, like, uh, I, I guess the story of the- in and of itself. It was a very cool experience. You got to tour uh, this. You know. You know. You know. What the, the real story here is actually. Hmm. You got to use your degree. <laughs> very true. Very true. Got to use my history degree. That, I felt like I was. I was. I, I feel like I could do a history program on TV. I really enjoyed the. Like there was one with like, all right, stroll into shot from the left, indicate the large cannon behind you. Yeah. And, I was, it, and it felt very much like a you know a documentary you'd see on the ABC at seven thirty about the the Tudors or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think if you're, if that's your ambition, I would recommend doing a couple hundred episodes of a history podcast first, just to get mm-hmm. your feet wet. You know. I'll get. I'll get right on that. Actually. Get right um, on that. <laughs> tomorrow. The uh, Australian Podcast Award nominations are revealed. We'll find out if Half Our History is amongst them. Oh my God, really? You think it'll be in there? Wait, do we, hang on, does this qualify now? This one. We could probably enter SMAR. Or not SMAR. What is it now? Halt? Uh, halt. Probably what is it year. now? It's, we were just talking about how it's been this for a year now, more or less. Yeah, almost. Coming up in a year. Yeah. Um, no, I think one of the things about the event, the reason I'm coming here and I don't like have any gossip or story or anything to tell you is everything just kind of went off without a hitch. It was like Oliver's wedding, presumably. Just, hopefully. Um, I, 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 like, nothing really went wrong. One thing I did enjoy is at the beginning of day one, I was like, here are some challenges I expect us to face, right? So that to the directors and the producers. I'm like, based on last year, here are some problems that might end up. Like, it, for example, it takes ages for the players to get into the game. And yep. uh, that kind of wasn't factored into the schedule. I'm like, based on last year, it's going to be an issue. They're like, okay, all right, well, maybe we'll have to figure that out. First round. Again, takes like 10 minutes for them to get into the game. And I was like, well, yep, that's that's going to happen every time. Like, okay, great. Well, we're not going to have that problem again. And so they just made sure I had someone to interview ready to go every time, right? So there wasn't that awkward panning around the- Yeah, dead air. Um, so that felt very good. I felt like I positively contributed to the broadcast there. Um, but no, it was it, it just it just went very smoothly. The games were were quick but good. Um, it, the energy was high. There were The meals were terrible. Um, at one point <laughs> we were served so uh, Nilly right one of my co-casts is vegetarian I think yeah. I think he's vegetarian anyway um, we we went up to eat right and they were serving this like meatloaf covered in sauce right and Nilly's like okay vegetarian they come out they take your orders like oh vegetarian because it's all catered so you don't really get a choice of what you're having it's just whatever's there anyway they bring out this meatloaf to him and he's like oh sorry I asked for a vegetarian one and like it is vegetarian I was like, okay, it's meatloaf without meat. And they're like, no, no, that's bread. It was just <laughs> bread. It was just bread and sauce and potatoes on the side. That was the meal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean, I know it was a right, medieval-themed event, but- uh, I, I mean, right, we spent a week in Germany, or a weekend in Germany, yeah. four days in Germany. We spent the difference. And the food, food, not, not, cuisine, no. not a highlight. No, look, I'm, I'm very fond of Germany, very fond of German people, very fond of German culture and all the rest of it. Cannot say that I like German food. Um, another, another highlight was a dessert they brought out that also looked like meatloaf, um, had cream on it. Uh, no, this is sweet bread this time. It's a sweet bread loaf. If I mean, Dennis, I wish it was sweet. It tasted like mm. nothing. It had the consistency of, it, you know what it was like? It was like plain gelatin. Lovely. Oh, no. boy. No, really not. Really horrible, actual, That's awful. awful. 
Um, you want to know something interesting? I went on. to look up the Wallalo event because I was going to say, well, you know, hopefully there'll be a, a Wallalo because you just did five. No, well, they dropped the number, s- so it was five last year. It was, it was, yeah. so it, it went Red Bull Wallalo. It went Red Bull Wallalo, and then two yep. Red Bull Wallalo two, and then three, and then four, and then Red Bull Wallalo five in Throne, and now it's Red Bull Wallalo Legacy, no six. So I was going to say, you know, let's hope there's a seven. Mm. And you're there. And I came to your Liquipedia article. Do you want to know what it says? Which is very strange to me to hear. Go on. It says, Riley, Rillikanigat Knight, yep. is an Australian Age Vampires 2 host. In mm. addition to his work in Age Vampires, he's been part of the Magic the Gathering Premier Play coverage team. <laughs> yeah. I, obviously, it's the Age Vampires wiki, but it's so weird to hear you described as an Age Vampires 2 host first, and then yes. also some magic stuff. Yes, because I've been doing magic for nearly 10 years, and I've been doing AOE for two. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's a yeah. weird one. Yeah, for sure. I just need to get on that Wikipedia now. Get that, get rid of that stupid Riley Knight Australian footballer from Adelaide. I who did, doesn't even play I anymore. Think, well, I did think about editing your Wikipedia article to say you were from Adelaide. I did consider that. People just confuse people even more. I mean, he's a good-looking bloke. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. I mean, the other Riley Knight, the, my namesake from Adelaide, he's a good-looking fellow, so I wouldn't mind being confused. Anyway, it was a great time, but I'm very glad to be back in Australia. Next week, it will either be. Oliver wedding chat or it will be or me something totally unrelated very determinedly talking about some weird thing what happened on the flight back to Queensland or something because I'm not going to talk about the, the, the dumpster fire of the wedding that uh, no, no I'm sure it'll be fine I, I, I can't see anything going wrong apart from maybe Oliver and Katie kind of stumbling through their like speeches to the point that it's um, I don't know actually embarrassing uh, I'm, it'll be fine man it'll, it'll be fine Riley Speaking of weird foods, oh, uh, this yes. takes me to my topic for the Let's week. Let's go. Yeah. This last weekend, Nikki and I were gifted um, for Nikki's birthday. Her sister's got her uh, dinner at a restu- a pop-up restaurant in Dublin that's quite bougie, right? Okay. Called well. Alta, or Alta, maybe. Mm-hmm. And Riley, it is, oh, you would have hated it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. I want you to guess. So this is a quite an expensive tasting menu. Very, like I said, very bushy. Very, very, very difficult to get a table at. Right. I want you to think, and like I said, it's a pop up restaurant. So it's not, you know, this isn't so, usually so, where a restaurant on, what's, is. So what's, what's a pop up restaurant? It opens. They'll do, they'll open a kitchen. It'll be there for six months or whatever, and then it'll close. But that's a lot of hassle. Is the is the kitchen already built? Was it an old uh, restaurant should, that has like gone out of business? Like, is, well, this in, is, this the, is, is this in the the, the husk of? Isn't the corpse of Boxburger? So, too soon, dude. Um, where do you think this restaurant's located? I don't know. Central Dublin? No, no, no. What kind of... Because you were like, oh, is in the old restaurant? Where, no, no. What kind of structure do you think oh, this geez, restaurant is? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Is it like an abandoned warehouse or something? What is it? Oh, very close. <laughs> it is on the rooftop of an old car park. Oh, wow. Beautiful atmosphere. Lovely. Concrete so, chic. Well, All right. Let me tell you, it was very convenient because we parked in the car park and got in the lift. I just took that lift to the fifth floor and there was a restaurant there. All right. Okay. Um, so, but like when you're sitting, like we, I, we, were, we were sitting at a table and beneath us was two pairs of yellow lines where car, car, par, car park spaces were six months ago and will be again in a month or whatever. I don't understand this, man. Uh, everything was built, you know, out of like plywood and stuff. They had a bunch of like museum exhibitions. It was very, very artsy fartsy. We came in and there was a big looping, there's a projector, right? Mm-hmm. Playing looping footage where they'd taken this like Volkswagen Golf or whatever, some random just car. Yeah. And they dropped it from a crane and 
it would hit the ground and parts of it would smash, right? And then they clearly they would hoist it up again and then drop it again. And like in, in the its, video. hang on, hang on. In its broken state, they would like re-drop it. Yeah, it would get more and more and more broken. Well, okay, well, that, I mean, that's something to watch. Dinner and a show, Dennis. I'd watch that. That's something Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, but they'd cut it so that they'd cut all of the lifting and dropping. So you'd just see this car almost sort of like just jolt in place, but some, and then mirrors would smash. And it would jolt again. It would be more wrecked. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that, so that, that was I, like I, a three I, minute. That sounds like a, just an episode of Mythbusters that I would quite enjoy watching. Yeah, well, I mean, that's where that was what you got to watch if you sat at the bar. Um, so we go in. Um, there's only there's no menu. It's a taste. There's no there's you will be served this food here. It is okay. That's already first red flag. I mean, quite aside from the fact that you sound like you're in a you know a place where the Irish mafia is there. An, is there an Irish mafia in Ireland, or is there only Irish mafias in other parts of the world? I think it's only in like Boston. To be yeah, honest. well, Australia, yeah, Australia, Australia, Australia had an Irish mafia. Um, sounds no, like no, there, is, there is there, there is an Irish mafia. There absolutely, there absolutely is. Um, uh, there's definitely big gangs. Yeah, no, there, there's actually yeah, okay. some of them are quite quite high level wanted. Actually, now that I think about it, I should, we should we should we should we shouldn't go down this route. Um, um, sounds like the sort of place that they were they were doing drug deals not a few months hence. So already we've got red yeah, flags. Exactly. But now now I'm not getting to choose what I eat. It's it's the chef's choice. Okay, so I'm already really not having a good time. So I have the menu here, Riley, and I'd like to just, as at my wedding when the guy came around to the table and would, you know, said at the time in a very heavy French accent to you what you were about to eat, I want you to transport yourself. You're sitting under a heat lamp. Okay, I'm already having a terrible time if there's heat lamps involved because if there's heat lamps, that means it's cold and I don't like being cold and heat lamps generally don't do enough for me. Like I have to be right under it like it's an umbrella. You're sitting on a bench. Uh, it's also not private tables, so it's like a long table, like a oh Viking food hall goodness. with other people there. Yeah. Oh my, you got me in trouble when we were in Germany and we sat down to have dinner and then someone sat on a like a, a shared table with me and I like shuffled over a bit and, and like scowled and you were like, they've got just as much right to be here. I was like, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for the first, uh, the first course, Riley? I'm not even there and I'm hating this. Okay, yep, go. It is cherry... Shiso yes. and fig leaf. Don't know what shiso is. Going to have to do a Google say? on that. Uh, it's a beefsteak plant. Okay, it's just uh. a plant. It looks like it looks like a nettle, served on a raw oyster. Nope. You ever had oyster? Nope. I don't like. I mean, if, uh, if I want to eat snot, Dennis, I can produce my own. You don't need to eat it. You don't need to gulp it out of a rock. No, exactly. Okay. Uh, Nikki had never had oyster either. Did yeah. not enjoy it. No, I can't imagine you would. Uh, I like slime. I like it shell. fine. I like it fine. You Ugh. squirt some lemon on it. You throw you throw it down your gullet. It's all right. Taste of the sea. Poseidon's gift. Okay. Yeah. Um, so rough start. Um, yeah. Ox heart tomato, which is a type of tomato. That's <laughs> fine. Oh, I love I love a bit of tomato. Yeah, I love a bit of tomato. Goat's like milk ricotta and some basil. That sounds very good. Is that on bread? That sounds like a bit of bruschette. Uh, I think it's actually just. I think it's just served in like a lump. Okay, so breadless bruschetta. <laughs> that's fine. That's gonna. That's yeah. gonna fill me up. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll ask for a second helping of that to to forestall uh, the, the hunger that's coming later. No, no. Artich- oh, okay. Yep. I don't need to go any further. This one's already out the window. Yep. Okay, keep going. <laughs> Artichoke, hazelnut, ginger, and roe. If it didn't have the Nothing artichoke, I wonder if I could pick the artichoke off because the rest of it's probably fine. Well, do you know what salmon row is? Yeah, salmon eggs, but I think I think that's okay. I think I'd give. I'd, I'd at least try that. And now they're making up words, right? Because yeah, you yeah, got yeah, 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 Sicil- yeah. Sicilian prawn, something that is just C E P. What is that? 
CEP sip. It's a it's a mushroom. It's a mushroom. No, we're out on that as well. Okay, all that's in the bin. And, and something called a cob nut also sounds like a character from Ratchet and Clank. Okay, those are hazelnuts. That why would they why would they be do that to me? That's just a hazelnut. Okay, you want know the wildest part? You want to know the wildest part about this, Riley? Go on. Prawns not cooked. Mm. Ah, so you go home with a bit of food poisoning as well as an extra. The prawns were not cooked, and they still had their heads. Oh boy! Oh boy! Wow! So that was the starter. Those four things I just listed to you. Oh, we're not even close to done by the sound. Oh okay. no! Uh, then there's a palate cleanser, which is actually it was very weird. It was grilled watermelon with a pear and black currant leaf broth. Just a fruit soup. I don't like that. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, okay, okay. And then octopus. Nope. With salted lemon, parsley, and violet potato. That does sound good. Yeah, octopus. It was it was cartoonish, like massive tentacles with the suckers on. Yeah, you know, it looked like you're eating kraken. Well, you can go and buy baby octopus at the deli, and it's just that you just get scoops of like octopus, just just a little octopus corpse, right? And then you can go and like, yeah. When you get a calamari ring, I understand that it's just like it's just a, a squid shot topped into pieces like a hot dog. Yeah, but you so you were just you were just given a tentacle, several tentacles. I don't know, man. I like. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Keep going. Yep. Yep. Uh, sh- uh, and then um, a short horn wing rib. So a rib oxtail with a coffee glaze, black garlic, and green pepper salsa. That sounds. That actually sounds pretty tasty. It was very tasty. Oh, all that- the food was pretty tasty. Well, yeah. Just whether it was t- good, tasty. It, it, I bet it all had taste. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, served with carrots and some pink potatoes, yada, yada. And then the mm. dessert was charcoal roasted sweet potato ice cream. No, no. Why? We've done. Dennis, <laughs> we've already figured out ice cream. We've already figured out that, you know, there's like, yep, chocolate. Well, classic the ingredients. Ice, the, like strawberry. The ingre- well, such as that. Not great, but fine. Chocolate, vanilla, caramel. There's, we've, got, we've, done, we've done ice cream. We don't need. To, Dennis, we don't need new flavors of ice cream. We've done ice cream. We don't need sweet potato ice cream. Sweet potato ice cream, not a fan. We don't so, need it. Yeah. I'm trying to think. The fact that this is all very decadent food. It was expensive. It was fancy. It was a tasty menu, yada, yada. And it was clearly in this, like, sort of, you know, um, urban chic type, you know, oh, isn't it cool that it's in a car park and, you know, the toilets are porta potties or whatever, right? Uh, I'm trying to think. What's the, like artsiest wankiest thing you've ever done because i think this has now topped my list by a pretty wide margin well this sounds like the sort of thing that the guy you know the guy like duct taped a banana to the wall and sold it for a billion dollars it's it's definitely in that space nikki said she was because because you know the whole world is like you know on the cusp of on the cusp of a um a cost of living crisis and likely a recession right yeah nikki's gonna be nikki was like we're gonna tell our kids about oh right before the recession your father and i had a tasting menu in a car park and i was like yeah that's that sounds about right yeah I just, I don't understand, like, people get away with this sort of stuff and I don't understand why. I don't understand modern art. And this sounds like it was a modern art installation, basically. Installation. Just yeah. with food. I mean, there was qu- there was quite a lot of art there as well. Um, it was, yeah, it was, I was not cool or rich enough to be there, let me tell you. <laughs> I, I'm trying to think. I don't think, like, just because I have a general... It Look, is so antithetical to you. Yeah, that's the like, thing. I remember like, sitting down I, I there. We, we often do bits on this podcast that make me sound like an old curmudgeon, and I really don't like it because I, if you if you're into this sort of stuff, 
full power to you. You know what I mean? I'm not saying oh, yeah, these sure. places shouldn't you're exist. Not here to, you're, not here to, you're not here to yuck someone's yum. No, That's someone, okay. that, look, people are yucking their own yum when they're eating bloody octopus tentacles <laughs> whole. You know, that's enough yuck for them. They don't need me yucking them as well. But I just, I can't think of a time that I've been this arty-farty, pretentious sort of, I, I, because it just, it just doesn't. It is so antithetical to you. Like to my I remember mind, sitting down there. Deal. I remember sitting down there and I took photos of some of the things and I'll send you some, I'll send them to you later. Yeah. Um, and, and thinking, and because I, oh, why are you taking photos? And I was like, to send them to two people, mm. one of whom who will love it yeah. and one of whom yeah. who will hate it. Yeah, and she yeah, goes, yeah, who? Yeah, yeah. And I go, to Riley and to Mashi. And she's like, oh, very good. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> Yeah, because Mushy, I love that. I imagine your Good Morning, Good Night podcast will be filled with stories of octopus tentacle for the for the weeks to come. Oh, he loves it, dude. He's all about weird, you know, weird food. I mean, I've seen Riley, I've, Riley, I've seen you get bullied by Mushy for about 45 minutes about what kind of pizza we're going to order to the lobby of a hotel in that Seattle. Was funny. Yeah. you got to try this place. you got to yeah. try this place. No, we sat there and I was just like, I'm just going to get, I'm going to order some food. He's like, what are you going to get? I'm like, probably just a burger. And he's like, no, 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 you got to try this. I'm like, I don't want a roast double, a double roasted Duck's ass burger with portobello mushrooms and uh, and squid sauce on top of it. I and just cob, want, cob nut. <laughs> I just want a chicken burger with chips and maybe some jalapenos if I want to get a bit wild and feel like tomorrow is going to be a pretty easy day. Like that's all, man. Um, oh, <laughs> by the it way, Dennis, it, it's it's uh, how is that podcast going? The other podcast, Good Morning, well, Good Night, well. whatever it's called, where you, where the two, where you, good, where good, mushy good tucks morning, you to bed, evening, yeah. gives you a little kiss on the forehead before you go to sleep. How is that podcast day, going? Day, day little business lifestyle podcast it's going well. Why? How's the engagement? Is the engagement good? Getting getting lots of listeners in, getting people getting people hooked. Yeah, medium, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Good, medium, just medium. Well, it's good. It's just, I don't know, it's nice to put a lot of effort into the uh, <clears throat> marketing and uh, you know making sure the words getting spread just be nice to see some of that energy maybe you know so I, look, I guess I, I guess it's just kind of clear at this point where, you, where your uh, priorities are with podcasts getting into new ear holes which is fine that's fine just jump I mean on I Twitter feel like my specially clipped bits with nice graphics and lines bouncing up and down as you plug oh, your you know, podcast you, you know Buzzsprout makes those for you okay and Anch- and anchor doesn't I guess so does it? No? no, I don't think so. But then again, Anchor's free and, Bud- and Buzzsprout isn't, so. Yeah, I think it's a thing that Buzzsprout, I think it's relatively recent. You just pick like a section of the podcast, like, oh, these 30 seconds and it makes you a little video. It's actually actually a great feature, to be honest. Yeah. Because if I were to be going in there, making those in Premiere would take me forever. That's what I was thinking. Like, you, like, you, at least, at least pull the, and I was thinking, can he not find 30 seconds of funny bits in Holt? And I was like, that's probably the problem he's coming across. You know, he doesn't, there's just not. No, a, it's, it's because. It's because Buzzsprout does it for me, genuinely. Okay. Anyway. Um, well, I'm glad you had Sorry, a nice dinner. I didn't mean to make you feel jilted. No, it's fine. I'm glad you had a nice dinner, though. Did you have a nice dinner? Was it good? I wouldn't I wouldn't rush back. You <laughs> wouldn't rush back? I'm glad, oh, no. I, I'm glad I did it because it was cool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I got an episode of content out of it, I guess. But, um, and like Nikki said, it'll be funny to say, oh, right before the giant economic disaster, your father mm. and I drank, dined on octopus and champagne in a car yeah. park. But by choice, um, you know, and now children. By choice, yeah. And now children will go down to the duress, yeah. Now we'll go down to the seesaw, seaside and drag octopus out and hope that we may sup on it to sustain ourselves through the winter. Yeah. Have you put in your yeah? Have you have you have you amassed enough Bezos bucks at the factory this morning to buy some salt for the octopus father? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think of like the most pretentious meal I've eaten. Um, was it at my wedding? 
Oh, the the only story that's coming out, and this isn't this isn't even that bad, but it's just it, this is going to once again sort of reiterate just the kind of person that I am when it comes to food. Um, I was in Paris. This is in twenty ten, right? So a long time ago. So ten years after Jedi Starfighter came out, for Bef- reference, right? Before, no, eight years. <laughs> Jedi Starfighter came out two thousand two, which was not a, something I. Well, you said, said twenty twelve. No, 2010. It was in 2010 that I was in Paris. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. Didn't, sorry. didn't relish learning that Jedi Starfighter, one of the first games on the Xbox, that was part in of the, 2002. That was part of the, the Patreon exclusive support of the podcast, Patreon content, so have a listen to this. Um, so we were, at a, we were at a restaurant and I was with some friends. And this is before I had much of a backbone. Um, I was just was a bit of a spineless weasel at this point in my life. I went around, we ordered stuff, and I did what I used to always do and look for the cheapest thing on the menu that I could get away with ordering and ordered that. And then went around for drinks. And obviously in Europe, because they're barbarians that don't understand the necessities of, you know, cuisine and eating and drinking, uh, especially in a place like France, um, they don't serve water, right? Mm, and you can't yes. order water because you have to pay for it. Like they just don't just give you, you water. You can, you can order water. You just also have to pay for it. So I ordered a lemonade. Right, so not an American lemonade, like a rest of the world lemonade, a Sprite essentially, and it was four euros, and they brought out, Oof. I would guess a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty mils, this bottle, right, for four euros, so half a can essentially, five, five ounces, four or five ounces for the American half lemons. a can. And I was so annoyed because I didn't want it. I just wanted to order the table. And I had to order it because everyone else at the table ordered order drinks. These days, absolutely, I wouldn't do that at all. But no, 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 no. I don't want that. Right? But you know what, I, please, yeah. do you know what I did? Because we were at this like fancy. Oh, that's the thing. Sorry. We were at a fan, fancy French restaurant because the people I was traveling with, they wanted to go and eat at a fancy fresh, French restaurant. Right? But do you know what I did with that bottle? I was determined to get some value out of that four euros. So I kept it and I took it home and I put it on my mantelpiece and I still have it today right it is still <laughs> on a well, shelf it, hang on. in my house so where did you where did you live when this happened in australia and you didn't this is not what you brought us to germany with you oh no 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 sorry i left in australia you've returned to it now though. i've returned the to prodigal now. It's bottle now. comes home yeah I, i've returned to my bottle and it stands on a shelf in our house right now as a as a reminder and a warning to me to never, mm. never get sucked into that sort of thing at a restaurant ever again. I got, I got my value. Hey, that. I turned into a souvenir. Got my value. You, wait, no, no, Riley, you turned into a life lesson. Turned into a life lesson. Can't put a price on that. Can't put a price on that. Well, you can. It's about four euros. Four euros. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have a Listen to This. We do hope you've enjoyed the episode. And hey, if you haven't, doesn't matter. The, the download numbers show up all the same. So whatever, suckers. But if you did enjoy this show, please tell your friends about it. And uh, look, tell people that aren't your friends. Tell acquaintances and even your enemies. Again, the downloads show up all the same. Uh, and if you want to support the show, if you really like the show this much, you can uh, support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash have a listen to this. You get access to uh, behind the scenes stuff, early, early access to episodes, all sorts of things. Uh, we are definitely in this for the money, not for the love of the game or anything like that. So head over to Patreon and uh, help us get them rookie numbers up. 